All right, guys, welcome back to the Old Christian Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, whether you're watching on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever it may be. Thank you all for watching. Um, again, if you're watching live on TikTok, you will not be hearing Codus's side of things because uh, he is not live on TikTok. He's just going to be through the, uh, the audio. So you have to go listen to the podcast on the audio version. Um, but with that being said, thank you all again for tuning in. Uh, again, I'm with Codus at If You Can't Tell, per usual. What's up, my guy? What is up? How are we doing, man? Uh, pretty good. So uh, tell me about your day a little bit. Was it, uh, was it decent? Was it okay? It was exhausting. Yeah. Well, I feel like I say that every day. But it was only exhausting because, <laughs> like, for, 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 what? Sorry, I just, like, forgot to talk. So for football, yeah. we did a conditioning thing today where mm-hmm. we call them 220s. Okay. And pretty much, so from goalpost to goalpost, we're on down and back. And we did that five or six times, and we had to get it You're under a kidding. minute. I got under 40, 40 seconds every time. I, Wait, so that's that's 40 seconds for the 120 yards? Yeah, just down and back. That's 220. Wow. Oh, wait, down and back, you did that in 40 seconds? Yeah, yeah, I did that 40 under wow. 40 seconds wow. every five times. And dude, I like it was so bad. I just wait. laid there after. So you're telling me you booked it for 240 yards, yes. and, you, and you ran 240 yards in less dude, than the, 40. The guy, the, 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 ah, I can't talk. That's the, crazy. One of the guys got under 30 seconds. He got exactly 30. That's wild. The dude was cooking it too. Like he was <laughs> going. Like I was like, dude, you're gonna regret that tomorrow morning. Like <laughs> that's wow. gonna hurt. But and he here was I am. cooking the whole time, dude. That's crazy. Here I am playing softball, and I just run ninety feet <laughs> to a base, and I get sore the next day. Like it's crazy. <laughs> oh, dude, Man. it it sucks though. It's like it's the worst conditioning ever. Cause like you only get like a three minute break in between. Like yeah, that sounds like a long time. Yeah. But when you're gassed, it's not that long of a time. Like, no, 100%. And plus, your legs are all sore. You're cramping up. And it was kind of cold out today. It was rainy, too. So Jeez. your body was just, like, cramping yeah. up. And, oh, oh it that's was awful. awful. But we got tacos after, so. Okay, that's good, man. But... <laughs> yeah, the Booster Club gave us tacos. <laughs> nice. I know you were telling me a minute ago about the spiritual warfare that's going on in your life. Yes, and so dude. And I think it's, it's prevalent with a lot of people. So mm-hmm. tell me about it. Tell me about some so, of your spiritual warfare. All right. So obviously mine, it's stupid, dude. Like, I don't want to say I feel lonely, but like, I really want like a Christian wife someday yeah. to just yeah. grow with, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know. That's just, I guess I don't want to call it spiritual warfare, but maybe the, maybe saying it's like, Oh, you're lonely, you know, but yeah. honestly, I got God. So I'm fine. But yeah, a bunch of my other friends, we're in a group chat and stuff, and we're just talking about how, like, mentally, like, it, we've just been so, like, tired, and we have no motivation to, like, stay in God's We're Like, it's just been mm-hmm. tough lately. Like, I don't know what it's been, but we just feel exhausted, and, like, a lot of us were talking about how we're getting anxious and, like, kind of mm-hmm. depressed lately, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy. Like, I don't know what it is, but we're all just feeling, like, terrible lately. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I feel like there's a false facade um of of christians and so a lot of people think that if a if christian is on fire then have to stay on fire mm-hmm. for christ but no, i made our, a tiktok our... about that today actually did you i didn't see that yeah one. so I, I talked about how even even the, this could be a whole topic video which i might write it down later but just because we're a christian doesn't mean it's all going to be lollipops and unicorns like it's not always going to be good you know for like sure. the pe- the quote i said which i love this quote you know it's a highway to hell and a mm-hmm. stairway to heaven like a highway it's easy to coast but Absolutely. a stairway to heaven it takes work to climb. Like yeah. it's not, a, it's not just an escalator. Like we have to climb manually, manually, man, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. It's not an easy journey to get to heaven. You know, the, like they say, no. 
the path to heaven is narrow, but the uh, path to hell is a wide road of destruction, you know? Absolutely, like, yeah. The devil's going to try to knock you off your path any chance he can get. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, like, if you think about it, when it comes to our faith, like, mm-hmm. we, go, we go through plenty of hills and valleys. It's, it's like Oh, yeah. Like, we can't stop our movement, so we're constantly either going up or down. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like a lot of people, like, they feel like, oh, if they're not constantly going up, then they're failing, which that's not the case. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus, when he died, his blood cleansed all sin, you know, in all times of your life. And so it's uh, obviously, which that kind of confuses some people, which this is not the message. Uh, by the way, the, the, the topic of the podcast is Matthew 23. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot that kind of confuses a lot of people. But if his blood did not cover all of your sin, past, present, and future, then when he died 2,000 years ago, none of your sins today would have ever been forgiven. So, it, it, like, obviously, it's all of your sin. Um, and so that and you can look at First John. I think it's chapter 1 that it talks about that. Um, maybe chapter 2. But anyways, I think it's chapter 1. Um, but, yeah, so his, his blood covers all sin. And so uh, mm-hmm. whether you're back, that's, of course, if you're saved, if you're walking in the light, that doesn't go for, of course, people that aren't saved. Um, but I mean, our, our faith, our relationship with Christ is a constant, you know, hills and valleys. I mean, you think about it, like my wife and I, right. I mean, this is just complete honest and everybody's this way, but there's always going to be arguments, but just because there's arguments mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we don't have that relationship anymore. It just means that there's hills and valleys in the relationship. Likewise with Christ, you know, it happens. So, um, yeah. but anyways, so when, when you're in a, a valley, which I mean, Sometimes valleys last. It's not just like weeks. It's like months. And no, sometimes they, some, yeah. they can last. Dude. They can. They can. And and I found that and my wife and I were talking about this today. I found that when I'm in my valley, that's when doubt is introduced. Mm-hmm. Yes. Doubt is a killer, man. I'm exactly. And, and we've talked about, you remember how the faith is the size of using a, that. Yeah. The faith the size of a mustard seed. So if you can have faith the size of something, then you have doubt the size of something. Mm-hmm. And so. And we, we talked before about how faith is the opposite of doubt. And so if you have yeah. more doubt, then you have less faith. And you have more faith, you have less doubt. And so um, when you're in the valleys, you have to be really careful to combat that doubt with truth. And so the best mm. way to do that is to get in the Word. But again, like you're saying, when we're in that, that valley, it's hard to have that motivation. It, it really is hard like to have the motivation to read every single day. Like It's just like when you're in those valleys, like you just have – like literally you just have no motivation. So it's hard to – you know, before you go to bed, whatever, just stay in God's word. Like, it's even hard sometimes to just turn on, like, Christian music when I drive to, like, school or something. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just hard to stay in the presence. And, like, when you are trying to get in the presence of God, you just mm-hmm. don't feel it at that time. Yep. Completely. It's like man. you have to work harder for it at those times. Which sometimes we do. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, like, we keep saying it's hard to find the motivation, but what's it's, the thing is, is, and a lot of people don't understand this about the faith. It's how you finish the race, not how you start. Just like yes. with the Olympics going on, it's not how you, it, you start. It's definitely how you finish. Um, so keep that in mind. But granted, when I say finish, don't take that like, oh, then I don't need to fix myself today because you aren't guaranteed tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, you know, I, I'll just, I'll just yeah. repent tomorrow. You know, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm trying not to respond to comments, but on, on the TikTok, somebody's like, the Bible condemns slavery, which it obviously doesn't. And I know the verse they're talking about. But, I do uh, too. It's in the yeah. video. Well, I made a video for anybody that might be wondering if the Bible condemns slavery. Just go on the page. I talk about it all the time because people ask all the time. So um, yeah. you have to have to watch through some videos to find it. But with that being said, you can go to the Q&A. I answer some of the questions there. Um, I need to make a third one to add to it. But anyways, with that being said, we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 23. We're going to just run through this this episode. Um, so basically just a little bit, provide a little bit of context with Matthew 23. When you keep this in mind, when we're reading it, 
This is completely Jesus talking to the Pharisees. I'm pretty sure the entire chapter is a rant that Jesus is having to the Pharisees. Um, I don't think that he even allows for them to say anything this entire time. Uh, <laughs> maybe one or two sentences, but like still, I mean, it's a, it's a Dude, complete rant. Dude, it is rant. all red. The whole page is just red yes. for me. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> And that's what's, uh, except for the very first sentence. And then Jesus said the crowd yes. and to the disciples. Um, but yeah, so it's really neat. So this is what we're going to start off with. Jesus starts off with a bang. Okay, you ready? He says, the Pharisees don't practice what they preach. They crush Ooh. people, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's calling them out straight from the get-go. And he says, they crush people with unbearable religious demands, and they never lift a finger to help ease the burden. Oof. This is going to be a meaty podcast. Because, like, it's already starting wrong yeah and so imagine being a pharisee in this moment you're like oh so <laughs> yeah. this is this is that jesus guy that we're, we're hearing about like oh geez <laughs> um but then he goes on to say right after that he goes the pharisees uh wear verses in their clothes and they love the honor of their position um and so he, he's saying that that's a bad thing in this situation because they're they're clothed on the outside of all, all this like righteousness and good things but mm-hmm. on the inside, they aren't the same. And we'll get to that later. But then Jesus goes on to add. He goes, um, he says, this is what's interesting. Okay, he says, don't call anybody father, for we only have one father. And then he goes in to say, don't call anybody teacher, for we only have one teacher. And that's, of course, God the Father and, and the Word. And so um, interesting enough, because I was, today I was thinking, okay, so I had somebody comment on one of our, our, our videos, and it was something along the lines of the uh, – the Roman Catholic Church is the only true way, and anybody that doesn't believe in that is uh, believing a lie. Yada, I've seen yada, a yada. lot of those lately. The Roman Catholic Church, they're like taking yeah. over, I guess. Like, <laughs> There's a lot. Invasion. There's a lot, and but they're wrong in that because, I mean, like, mm-hmm. and so, so anyways. They call the pastor father. And that, that's what, when I read this, I was like, well, well there you go. They're calling that the, the modern day Pharisees <laughs> right, there. right there. Now, I'm not saying like if you're a Catholic, then that's wrong necessarily, but um, because we're we're all the same in the fact that we are the Christians. And so with that being said, we all believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that he died and resurrected. And we all uh, try our best if we are truly saved to carry out the will of the father. And in that regard, we're the same. Um, but I don't necessarily, and obviously with what Jesus says, I don't agree that we should call somebody father like Catholics tend to do with their, their priests and stuff like that. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. Um, so go look at Matthew chapter 23. If you don't believe me that Jesus says, don't call anybody father. Um, of course, in re- reference to teaching them of the word. But uh, anyways, with that being said, um, Jesus goes on to say, the greatest among you must be a servant. Let's talk about that for a second. So the greatest among you must be a servant. Um, yes, we're called to be servants. We are called to be servants. And of course, Jesus, he, he's this, this entire, like I guess, paragraph or this spiel that Jesus has had so far. It's been roasting the Pharisees because they aren't, it's because they aren't leading by example. And so yeah. Jesus is saying, look, the greatest among you must be a servant. And so by saying so, he's implying, or rather we, we see through the context of the rest of Matthew, that he himself is leading by example because he is being a servant. Mm-hmm. And so just, that's just an interesting thing about Jesus. Um, and then uh, Jesus goes on to say that the Pharisees often use their status for power and money. Or sorry, that was a, uh, just a little background. That's not what Jesus said. But the Pharisees <laughs> often use their, their status for power and money. And so this is kind of why Jesus was going off on a spiel um, and because a righteous I think spiel. A righteous spiel. Because if it wasn't last chapter, it was the chapter before, right, where he uh, got righteously angry in the temple and started like flipping tables. <laughs> he and flipped stuff. tables. I love that. Yeah, and so Sassy like Jesus. Yeah, well, it, exactly. But it comes down to it. So Jesus is like, look, I've been telling y'all the truth for like the, like 
the last like couple of years. And he's yeah. like, but you still don't listen to me. And so now he's just finally going off. And then the way he ends the, the <clears throat> spiel is just like jaw dropping. And so we'll get to that in a minute. But then he, uh, Jesus goes in to say, sorrow awaits you hypocrites. And this is, he says, he calls these Pharisees hypocrites nonstop. He's and, done it uh, many times before he even did it last chapter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like all throughout Matthew so far, we found that he's calling the Pharisees. He is not a fan of these people. No, not at all. Because, well, they're twisting scripture to fit their beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and we'll talk more about that as well, because he goes into that in this spiel. Um, But he says, look, you close the door to heaven on people when you won't make it yourself. Mm. (laughs) He basically just told them, you ain't making the cut. Exactly. And so like these, these Pharisees are like, yeah, you aren't good enough to go to heaven because you don't follow the 613 laws of the Torah. And then he's like, bro, you ain't even getting there yourself. So quit talking. <laughs> um, Man, this episode is going to be called Sassy Jesus. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> is Jesus sassy? Question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. Um, yes. But then he goes in to say that you turn your disciples. This is just my summarization. He says you turn your disciples into twice the child of hell that you are. In quote, he says twice the child of hell, legit, like straight out the Bible. That's not my interpretation. And so when you think about it, like, so Codus, I've talked before about how I'm a little bit like my dad in in regards to like certain things. Like I talked before. I love his TikTok. (laughs) He's got a pretty good TikTok. Um, I like it when he brings up stories of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always funny. Um, But, uh, you know, and so like children always turn out to be like those that raise them oftentimes. Right. And so they have a lot of the same tendencies and all that fun stuff. And then they say um, that I just totally lost my wording, but something along the lines of your child will become, at least this is what I've always heard. Your child yeah. will become greater than you are, whether it be good or bad, just depending on how you act. Um, and so um, if you are say, my dad's always told me that in, in terms of like the Bible. So since he has um, shown me his relationship, uh, I guess outwardly through being a pastor, you know, so I see how he communicates with people in the church. I see how he communicates with people, um, on days throughout the week that are in the congregation of church. And then, of course, my mom, I've seen how she has a personal relationship with God daily and that sort of thing. And so in terms of, uh, yeah, no, 100%. And so in terms of your child will become uh, the product of yourself and then some, um, I think that's totally true. And so I think what he's saying is like with these Pharisees, like these disciples that they're making, because they are teaching them these hypocritical claims, they are not only being their foundation is the hypocritical claims, but then they are building off of it. And so they're becoming twice um, of these, these childs of hell, as Jesus called them, that they are. And so be, because, I mean, their doctrine is flawed. And so they're just expanding yeah. on that false doctrine. Um, and you think about it. I mean, how rampant is that today? Like, it's so rampant, especially oh, on, on yeah. TikTok. It is you know? terrible on TikTok. Like, oh, my goodness. And it's really bad because, like, people just, like, accept things as truth. Uh, mm-hmm. when there's supposedly research, like somebody watch a video and in the video, the person's like, Oh, I did this research on this, this, and this, and this. Um, and people are like, they just take it for truth. Cause Oh, that person did research. I trust that person. Even if they don't yeah. even know that person. And, uh, it's, it's like, like, and we, I posted a video on it just the other day. It was like, guys, I don't care if you're listening to my videos or anybody else's videos. I want you to, to critically think. I want you to test what I'm saying yeah. in scripture. I want you, if I quote a verse, I want you to go look at that verse and make sure I'm not using it out of context. Even if you're at church, like, yeah, you should always like at least take notes, you know, write down and then look like does yeah. this line up with what you believe? And 100%. I mean, you should always be doing that. And that's something that's that's I've only recently discovered in the last few like few weeks, honestly. 
And so when I go to church now, um, which my wife has always done this, and I've always like been like, why do you bring your Bible? They throw verses up on the screen. But now it's like, <laughs> but now, no, like for real. So when these churches, and most churches do this, I think because it just makes the most sense, they'll throw like one verse up on the screen, like the verse that you're quoting. Yeah. But like, if you bring your actual Bible with you, church, and you look up that verse, you can see the full text. You, exactly. And you can be like, eh, that's not really what the text is saying there. Um, but okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I highly recommend that now. And so fun fact, we actually, so this, uh, there's this guy that has like a hundred and like six or 16,000 followers on TikTok that, um, I got wow. not, in a, not in a spat. We had actually a very loving conversation through TikTok. Um, and I made a couple of videos about it, but, um, he, it was, it was about following the, the 613 laws of the Torah. And so, and, and so of course, Codis, we talked about it before how we, uh, are no longer bound by those laws to a degree and it's mm-hmm. because Christ fulfilled those. And so anyways, long story short, he said, look, man, just go watch this video on YouTube. And it was like two hours and 15 minutes. And, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, but I watched it. Really? I did. And because I wanted to truly understand why this man believed what he believed. And so I watched it. And when it came to what the guy in the video, the creator of the video, um, not the guy I was talking to, but the creator of the video that he referenced, um, he was quoting scripture. But when I would like, but like, so there was a, a verse in Genesis. Uh, it was either Genesis, I think it was Genesis 6, 6. No, no, no. Sorry. Genesis chapter 1. Anyways, it was talking about uh, Genesis chapter, I forget. Anyways, but it was saying that how um, man will step on Christ's head, or sorry, not Christ, Satan's head, and then uh, Satan will strike man's heel. But the, when the, the guy in the video quoted it, it said that Satan will strike man's heel when he doesn't follow the law of the Torah. And so when I, when I read that in the video, I was like, okay, he quoted straight from the Bible. But I was like, let me check this just in case. And so I did, and Genesis had nothing to do with it. Like in, in the context or in the verse, it had nothing to do when it, in, like in regards to following the Torah. And I was like, this man literally just input words into the Bible. And so then I started like thinking critically about each verse he was doing. And literally every single verse was being quoted out of context. And so For I made a, real. So I made a video to the guy that like I reached out, like that we were having a conversation. I was like, dude, I don't want I don't like to say this, but this man is twisting scripture like crazy. And uh and so with that being said, I, I gave with that being said. Yeah. I gave evidence <laughs> for each of the of the uh verses that he used. And so one of the verses he used was is um he basically used a verse that says something about the Israelites. And then, um, of course, when I read the context, it was like, okay, well, Codis, you and I, we aren't the Israelites. And so mm-hmm. the guy in the, the, the creator of the video is like, okay, well, I know you're going to say that you're not an Israelite. So here's the verse in Galatians chapter three that says, uh, Jews and Gentiles are one through Christ. And so of course you and I know what Galatians chapter three is. Cause we talk about it all the time because yeah. that is, that's, um, all literally Galatians chapter three in and of itself is the reason why we don't follow the law of the Torah. Like literally the whole chapter is about that. And so when, when he quoted that, I was like, well, that's convenient. He quoted the one verse, but forgot the 26 verses in front of it. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I with a that, pastor with, on TikTok that does stuff like that. Uh, there's a few, there's a lot of them. Oh well, yeah, um, there is, but there's, yeah. Yeah. Which, well, here's the thing is like, it does happen. It does. It's very easy to mistakenly, I, um, I mean, I personally have yeah. accidentally misquoted the Bible. Yeah. But I at least went back and fixed it. Like, for example, yeah. like we have even on the podcast. 100%. You know, we, we talked about the Judas thing. Yeah. And we went back and corrected ourselves. I mean, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. But 100%. a lot of these people, they're not correcting themselves. Yeah. And they're just like yelling at people when people call them out. 
Yeah, and they don't because of their pride. They refuse. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, their pride is what takes hold. pride kills. They, exactly, and pride is is the root of all sin, right there. Yeah. Um, but anyways, going back to the text here, Matthew chapter twenty three. So he says, "Sorrow awaits you hypocrites," and he says that the your disciples are going to be twice the child of hell that you are, right? And mm-hmm. so Jesus then calls them, "You blind fools!" If you remember, I forget what chapter it was, but Jesus called the Pharisees blind fools because essentially <laughs> yeah. it, he says that, "Look, you are guiding people. You're both blindfolded. Sooner or later, you're going to end up falling in a ditch." And so again, he's saying, "You blind fools!" And so um, he then Jesus goes in to say, "Look, you Pharisees, you obey the small things such as tithe, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law; those being justice, mercy, and faith." And so he, Jesus goes in to say, like, that's the equivalent of, like, like you literally you strain your water so you don't swallow a gnat, but you end up swallowing a camel. <laughs> and that's, that's what he's saying. He's like, dude, you're, you're literally, you're missing the entire point. <laughs> and, uh, and so, of course, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the straining the water so they don't swallow a gnat, but they end up swallowing a camel. Like, obviously, they aren't swallowing an actual camel, right? Well, you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, Jesus is just saying that, they're worrying about the wrong things. And if you think about it, like, if, have you ever tried to swallow a camel? Yeah, all the time, you know? <laughs> I would imagine if you're trying to swallow a whole camel, you're going to choke and die. <laughs> um, so I think that it just goes, it adds to the illustration of what Jesus is saying. Like, look, you're trying to swallow a camel. You're going to end up choking and dying, bud. So, um, but anyways, because that's what this whole spiel is about. He's like, you're wrong. And so, of course... Nobody likes being called out in their flaws. And so the Pharisees didn't like to hear any of this. And, of course, this ultimately leads to uh, why they killed Jesus. And so but he ends up talking about that later. So we're going to get into that later as well um, in this chapter. And so um, Jesus says that <laughs> you clean the outside of your bowl but not the inside. He said on the, he said, on the inside you're filth. You're full of greed and, and self-indulgence. And he says, look, what you need to do first, instead of washing the outside then working in, you need to wash the inside first. And then the outside will become clean. So let's talk about that, Codus, for a minute. Okay, so we're, we're talking about, um, well, we have talked about, rather, in Galatians chapter 5, the results of sexual immorality, and it leads to, you know, a mm-hmm. whole bunch of different things, as, the, as Paul lists out. Um, yeah. So when we have sin in our heart, it expresses itself outwardly. So how do, how do we clean up ourselves? How do we fix our, the act of our outside selves? Like, like if we, I feel like, uh, what am I trying to say? Oftentimes we screw up so much, like in our physical lives, like we screw up so much. We're like, why is everything going wrong? Why do mm-hmm. I keep doing this? Why? Why is this? Because we're not close to God. We're not close to God. Exactly. And so being close to God would then clean our hearts. Right. So when we're having these this this outward expression, when all these bad things are happening, we need to look inward and be like, what am I doing wrong? And uh, then what can I do to to clean my inside, to clean the inside of my bowl? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, I think that's something that we oftentimes forget is that um, we say that baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. Likewise, the actions around you are an outward sign of your inward change or rather that your inward thoughts. Um, I, th- I forget the reference, but basically the uh, I'm just going to summarize it because it's not going to sound exactly correct. But it's basically um, your thoughts lead to the your heart, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever you think um that ultimately ends up becoming what you believe. And so your actions carry out with what you believe. And so we need to guard our hearts. And by guarding our hearts, we guard our mind. And how do we guard our mind? We read scripture. We memorize scripture so that when we have these, like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, when we have these doubts and we have the scripture memorized, we can combat those doubts with the memorized scripture. Um, 
uh, rant ended. Um, that was completely <laughs> not supposed to be there. But anyways, it's fine. So, uh, no, so then you Jesus go, goes. You go, man. You go off. <laughs> but Jesus goes in to say, he says, you say if we were our ancestors that we would have never killed the prophets like they did. And then he says, okay, well, you admit that they're, uh, they, or you admit that they're your ancestors. So go ahead and finish what they started. He says, you snakes, you sons of vipers. Um, and so, okay, let's talk about this for a second. How often do we think, wow, the Pharisees were so crazy for killing Jesus and his disciples. Like if, if we were the, if we were alive at that time, okay, let's, let's rephrase this. <laughs> if we were alive at that time, mm-hmm. do you think you would have believed that Jesus was the Messiah? I don't even I, – I, like, I personally want to be like, oh, yeah, full-heartedly, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's just weird. Like, it, it's, re- it's really weird because a man – I mean, he knows every, he knows all the scripture. You know, he's doing these weird miracles. And, you know, these people have made us believe that, you know, David was the Messiah and all these things. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. So, I don't know. I, I personally don't know how I would feel, but I think it's definitely weird. Yeah, I'm going to be straight up, and I'm going to say that I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> um I mean, like, yeah, I want to say that I would. I, I would guess believe that Jesus is Messiah. we wouldn't have the New Testament, so it'd be, like, no, no. tougher even. And and so I, I, I know how I am, and I am a skeptic. But, you know, whatever people may believe about that statement, I am a skeptic. And so I look into everything that I say that I believe. And mm-hmm. I have reason for the, belief that I, for the beliefs that I hold. And so with that being say, said, if there was this man, if I was living, say, in that time, so we only had the Old Testament to look at, Mm-hmm. If I was living in that, that would time, change the whole game. Yeah, one hundred percent. But if I was only living by that, and with the skeptic mind that I have, and Jesus was coming around performing these quote unquote miracles, I would not believe them because I'd be like, "There's got to be a logical explanation for this." How like he healed that man not because of his miracles and his divine power, but he healed that mm-hmm. man because there was something in the dirt that when he rubbed it, he spit on it, he made mud out of it, and he rubbed it on his eyes. There's something in the dirt some sort of herb or medicine, something yeah. that healed his eyes, eyesight. I would have said that, and I would have gone with it, and I would have wholeheartedly not believed in Jesus and Messiah. Let's just be real. Yeah. Um, and so with that being said, I, and I think what everybody, most people, I am like the Pharisees in this situation where Jesus is looking at the Pharisees and he's saying, you know, you snakes, you say that if you were your ancestors, you wouldn't have killed the prophets. So I guess, again, in today's terms, it'd be like, you say that you would have believed in Jesus when he was walking on earth, but I don't, I don't think so. And of course, let's talk about God for a second. He is all-knowing. He, is, um, mm-hmm. he knows past, present, and future, and he knows all possibilities of all past, present, and futures, right? So Mar- Marvel fans would be a huge fan of this theory, um, of course. So <laughs> when it comes to time travel, of course, you can, uh, in theory, according to science, right? So if we were to be able to go back in time, if we change just a little bit of thing, it would have a butterfly, a butterfly, butterfly effect. Butterfly. There we go. Effect. And so it would ultimately <laughs> change the outcome of the future dramatically, right? And so with that being said, I think that God, of course, knowing our past, present, and future, he also knows what we would have chosen had we made a different decision. Um, mm-hmm. And so he knows the outcome of that past, present, and future of that alternate timeline had we made that other decision, if that even makes sense. Um, this is probably going above a lot of heads, but that's fine because it doesn't matter. Um, but all in all, what does matter is that God knows past, present, and future because he is all-knowing, right? Yes. And so with that being said, um, he knows whether we would have believed in Jesus um, if we were alive in that time. He knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, 
but he put us in the timeline that we're in today for a reason. Which I'm glad he did because 100%. We are in a pretty good timeline. Like, I, well, I say that loosely because it's a pretty rough time. (laughs) It's but like, yeah, he put me in a good time. You know, I met you, you know, I got a bunch of good friends, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know. I get to use TikTok to like share the world, you know, so I, I'm happy with the time period he put me in. Yeah, no, for sure. And so like, I completely agree. And, and, uh, I think that God has us here in this say like timeline for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyways, we're getting off topic. So, but we're he, he, he uh, oh, 100%, but he says, you snakes, you sons of vipers. And he's made this reference a couple times before. And so of course many he talked times. about with, yeah, with John the Baptist too. And so he says, sons of vipers or brood of vipers. Um, we talked about how when, when snakes were fleeing the crops, they would end up getting consumed by fire. Likewise, um, vipers are actually the only kind of snake that give live birth. Um, fun fact, um, you can kind of relate that to the Pharisees, however you will. Um, so, but yeah, so we do this, that we, um, we say that we would have been different if we were in our ancestors' place, but we wouldn't have. We would have done the exact same things that they did because God knows the outcome. Um, so with all that being said, Jesus wraps up his spiel. And he says, look, I am sending you more prophets. Okay, of course, referring back to what he was saying about how these Pharisees claimed that they wouldn't kill these prophets if they were alive back then, back then. And he says, look, I'm sending you more prophets. He says, and you will kill them. In fact, you will flog them and chase them from city to city, and you will be held responsible for the death of all godly people of all time. Ooh. So these Pharisees were especially accountable, okay, because... When it says the, the death of all godly people of all time, it's because the salvation of all people, of all, of, of all throughout history, past, present, and future, hinged on that of Jesus. And so, of course, when, when they're ultimately they're fulfilling God's will because that's what needed to happen so that you and I could be saved, Codus, um, mm-hmm. and whoever's listening. But he's saying that they will be held accountable for that. And he says, of all time, from the time of Abel, Abel to Zechariah. And so Zechariah, of course, I think it was the last person to die uh, for their, the faith of belief in God um, that was recorded in the Old Testament. Could be wrong, but it's probably right. Um, so, and then he says, this judgment will fall in this generation. And so he's just saying, like, look, you people, you people that are alive right now, y'all are going to be judged for all that. And so then he wraps it up. He, he coats the entire chapter. He ends it with this. He says, O Jerusalem, and this is, of course, Jerusalem was the place of the Israelites, right? The Jews. He says, I have wanted to protect you, but you wouldn't let me. And so, of course, that's what Jesus' whole idea was up until this point, was to go after the Jews because they are God's chosen people and try to save them. And so he says, look, I've tried to save you. I've tried to protect you, but you wouldn't let me. And so now your house has become desolate and abandoned. Um, And so... I mean, if you think about it, that's what really Jews cared a lot about was their, like, genealogy, right? So, like, uh, you think about it in terms of last name. Like, my last name is Smith, right? So, with that being mm-hmm. said, if I was in the Jewish culture, I would care to have a son so that they could carry on my name. So, house is another term for, for family name, you could say. And so, your house is desolate. And because these people's eternal salvation is not locked in, because they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, is what he's saying. And so, anyway, so he goes in to say... And now your house has become desolate. You won't see me again until you say blessings are the one who come in the name of the Lord. And of course, that that quote there, blessings are the one who come or the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That is opposite of what they're saying now, because they are cursing the people that come in the name of the Lord. They're cursing the people that come in the name of Jesus. These Pharisees are like, look, oh, you're a disciple. Uh, uh-uh, no, get out of here. 
And so he's saying, look, you've got to do a complete 180 before you'll ever see me again. And of course, that's referring to yeah. the afterlife in heaven. So, but anyways, that is it. That is Matthew chapter 23. That was I love Jesus. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Jesus went off. Um, and of course, <laughs> he, I think he's about to continue. Um, oh, yeah. In the next it's chapter. It's all highlighted. Oh, yeah. So, um, but with that being said, um, if you're listening to this podcast, we're, we're trying to wrap up each podcast in the same way to an extent. Um, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you're realizing that you yourself are a Pharisee, you need to change. Um, maybe you're thinking, okay, well, I do believe that I wouldn't have believed that Jesus was the Messiah. I do believe that I currently don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. Um, I currently believe that I'm wrong in my thoughts and I'm leading people astray. Or maybe you're thinking something along the lines of um, you're in desperate need of a savior like the Pharisees are. And that's what Jesus was pointing out, that they were in desperate need of a Savior. And so if you're in that boat and you do recognize the need of a Savior, um, Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6, says that for love is strong as death is jealousy and endures the grave. Now, I say that all the time because one, it is my favorite verse, but it's also so applicable to this. Us as Christians, we believe that his death was and resurrection was the single most important thing that ever happened throughout all of human history. And so when Songs of Solomon 8, 6, for his death is, uh, sorry, when his love is as strong as death, is saying that his love for you that he extends to you on a daily basis is just as strong as his death was when he conquered the grave. So when he extends this love to you, you now have the choice to accept. And mm-hmm. this, this is something that he extends to you constantly. It's not something that it's like, oh, you'll get offered this week or you have to wait until the next year. No, it's something that you can have the choice to make today. And I say today because you are never guaranteed tomorrow. And so when you aren't guaranteed tomorrow, what do you do? You need to make a, a decision, an active decision now. And so with that being said, um, if you had any thoughts and you recognize that you might be a Pharisee, you recognize that you might be the equivalent of a Pharisee and that you need a Savior, Codus has a prayer that he wants you to pray. Yes. Yeah, so repeat after me. If you're driving or riding your bike, I suggest keep your eyes open. Uh, but it's good to pray through your eyes closed. I don't know. It gets you in the mood, I guess. Anyway, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me to co- and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live for you for the rest of this life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, That's a that, good prayer. That is a good prayer. Short, oh. sweet, right to the point. Yeah. Um, so if you listen to this podcast, thank you all for tuning in. I uh, hope to see you on the next podcast. Don't forget to check out our socials. Also, go check out our website. Uh, link is in all of our bios, so feel free to go check it out. But thank you again. And with all that being said, y'all go Godspeed.